fired up. The snap, the put down, the swing of the leg. It is on its way. It is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship! Here comes Bosa. Here comes the quarterback, Burrow. Looking for a block, and he got it up on the front by Hopkins into the end zone. Touchdown! What a skip! As there's a drive and a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. Did sound echoey. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I a little bit. That. I blame I blame the producer. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't have any issues last night. I'm just saying, my other show did just fine, and we don't even have a producer. Just mm, soon. You're right. Just soon. You're right. So we are back with another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. I'm your host Aaron Smith, joined by Jeff Howell and. The best producer in the city, Ed Mayhall, as always. We have a second-time guest. but We haven't had a whole lot of second-time guests. I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> but we, we do have a second-time guest as, uh, as we are one episode away from the big number 100 episode. Um, so uh, we but we, we just... do have... What, what are you doing, Ed? What are you doing? That was on me. That was on me. Yeah, we know. That's on me. So, so, <laughs> Thank so you. we do have Brandon from the Den, uh, maybe the, the biggest uh, party at the grid for all of your tailgating needs and experiences for your Cincinnati Bearcats football home games. Brandon, welcome back to the show. And I'm just going to apologize for all of the dysfunction that you've had to bear witness to thus far since joining us. <laughs> No sweat. Thanks for having me. Um, apologize to your listeners for all that echo, I guess. I guess. <laughs> ah. uh, thanks for having me back, you know, right before your Century episode. That's pretty big. Yeah, we uh, we got some big plans for uh, what we're going to do for that episode, but we won't get into that because we do have you here to discuss the fact that, first and foremost, after a year off, we are back to tailgating. So... I'm sure Long you're just coming. Yeah, I'm sure you're just excited as anybody to get back on the grid, get some cold drinks in hand, get some food back on the grills, and uh, just party before the beginning of these football games. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, all that a year hiatus. We we were able to do a couple things last year, you know, to be safe and whatnot, uh, but nothing like the grid. Um, set up the tailgate down on Sigma Sigma Commons. Uh, I just think with all the anticipation, not only with COVID, but with the projected success of this team, um, it's going to really come to a crescendo here in a couple of weeks down there. And you, I'm sure we're just as excited as the rest of us were to find out that the AP poll had them ranked at number eight. I was actually a little surprised to find them that high personally, just because I feel like we traditionally get shit on. So were you surprised to see them at number eight? I, I kind of was. You know, after, um, what was it, the USA Today, the week before, uh, they rolled in at 10. I, I definitely thought they were going to be um, 
at, at 10 or, or so, uh, eight is a hell of a place to start for a team in the American. And I, if they take care of business, that's, that's, a, that's a great launching point for them to potentially break down the door of this, uh, of this little system we got in college football. It was pretty fantastic to see them one spot above Brian Kelly and his Notre Dame Fighting Irish at number nine. And then, of course, you have Indiana there at 17. Obviously, we're all hoping that somebody else in the American, be it a, a UCF or otherwise, that Cincinnati is going to have to play at some point during the season, can get into the rankings. So mm-hmm. it's just another feather in the cap if uh, Cincinnati pulls out another win. But, yeah, I mean – to your point, it, it's, you know, just with the coaches poll having them at 11, with some of the votes leaking out before the AP poll was dropped, we saw, you know, enemy number one on Mo Eggers' show today in uh, Nathan Baird as he dropped us at 22 for Cleveland.com, uh, writing for the uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes up there. What was his reasoning behind that? Did he... Yeah, he, I listened to I listened to the podcast. He basically said that it was a lack of talent. Which, what? Excuse me. That's interesting because Kirk, Kirk Herbstreet said that if uh, the Bearcats can beat, well, first of all, he said they deserve to be ranked number eighth, and that if the Bearcats can beat Indiana or Notre Dame, then they will be in the college playoffs. So, and he said to watch out for. Uh, okay, my mind's going blank. Uh, but they said to watch out for the quarterback for Heisman, Desmond Ritter. Does yeah, I heard of him. I think yeah, he's just he's, mad he's because special. Cleveland's in Michigan, so <laughs> yeah, we don't claim them. Yeah, I mean, you also have to consider the fact that we have a first-team All-American in Ahmad Sauce Gardner and a second-team All-American in MyJ Sanders. So you know, just I don't know what you're talking about, or and not to mention you went toe-to-toe with Georgia last year and you brought back. Almost everybody. You lost your two starting safeties, and you lost uh, James Hudson, and you lost your punter. Outside of and and you lost uh, a, a linebacker in uh, uh, number eight. Um, well, I'm blanking now. Thanks, Ed. It's contagious. Yeah. Oh, White. Thank you. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, help. outside of that, you're you're returning pretty much everybody, and you reloaded with some freshmen that are already starting to stand out, especially, you know, receiver. And I don't know. I don't know what I, – I, I truthfully don't think he had any reasoning other than G5. Everybody makes mistakes, and that's his. He was ready to die on that hill. I, it, it, it was just unbelievable. Like, you know, I was kind of like halfway following some things on Twitter, and I see, you know, the, the thing out there about them being like 22 – and from what I had been reading, I thought that that's where they came in at. And I was pretty furious sitting at my desk. And then, obviously, that's not where they ended up at. And I realized that it was uh, someone who had no idea what they were talking about up in Cleveland, just trashing a, you know another Cincinnati team like they do. So, coming in at 8, though, uh, that's there, there's no excuses. There are absolutely no excuses on the part of, of the committee to put them into the playoff if they run the table. And there's no excuses on, on their end, you know, of, oh, they, they ranked us too far back to, to make it, you know, into the playoff regardless of if we run the table or not. I'm well, excited to see it. Chad said last night on the BBP, the only way they keep us out if we run the table 
is because they legitimately are just not going to let a G5 team at the table. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, there's literally, there are no excuses on either side. I mean, that's just Correct. what it comes down to. And it's kind of exciting. I mean, it's very exciting. But So, Brandon, for somebody who hasn't experienced your tailgate, what sets your tailgate apart from all the other tailgates that are out there on the grid? And Because there are quite a few. For sure. Yeah, no, we, we got some good friends that, that put together, um, you know, some really cool experiences for anyone who wants to come down. Uh, like the Republic of Cincinnati. We got some friends at, at the Brigade Tailgate, which are right across uh, the little sidewalk from, from our setup. I think what sets us apart, though, is just for the reason I'm, I'm here, is to just invite as many Bearcat fans that want to come down and, and hang out at the den. Uh, we're, we're open arms. And you know, potentially others are as well, but you try to find, especially on the grid, you know, the way that you could buy a plot of land, it's it's smaller. So you get, you know, maybe some some small groups or potentially like a family of, of a guy on the roster that buys a, a spot for a couple seasons. Uh, I, I like to think that we're probably the largest, at least most open-ended group down there. And the way that I've done that, and this will be our seventh season, is just ask for like 20 bucks a season and all that can go through Venmo or we got some like PayPal's on the line and whatnot, make it really easy. And as much money that we can raise goes right back in to buy food, to buy drinks. Um, but really I think that's kind of our, our differentiator is open arms and we have a big space down there, um, which I can explain how to get to us here in a second that uh, can accommodate, you know, at least a couple hundred people on game day. So I did see at some point, I believe, on your uh, your Twitter page this like since the last season that you did have some upgrades that you made, if I'm not mistaken. One yeah, of them- the the trailer did get out last year, um, and it bounced around a couple driveways, uh, and it broke. Uh, I think what well, someone was trying to plug in like an HDMI cable, and uh, it snapped in half. So we we wanted to rip out some outdated stuff in in the trailer but we put in a 70 inch tv and we're gonna put some lighting in and whatnot so you know for those that don't have tickets you can hang around red and, and watch the game on uh, the tv on that trailer so you're getting a little spotty but for anybody who may have missed that he did say that uh, if you don't have tickets you can get in to watch from the trailer you can you can watch the game there at the trailer uh we seem to have lost brandon it would appear that way did he also say um it was about a 20 dollar kind of fee to get in uh for the year um for the year yeah um but well uh we can talk a little bit more about the bearcats until he pops back yeah hopefully Uh, he pops back so like i said i mean we were talking with chad and just last night about everything uh, and he said that they had the defense had their, arguably their best practice all year yesterday um i hadn't had a chance to read any of the notes on anything that happened today but he also was saying that you know just some of the the people who stood out or some of the same people that i saw standing out um you know we, we got to talking about lenny taylor who's been filling in for josh wiley at tight end who's had arguably the softest hands in camp 
And for a guy who came in, I believe he's the number seven recruit overall for Cincinnati in history, in their history. Um, it's good to see a guy get some time since Wiley's been the guy since Wiley's been there. Um, you know, you've also seen the wide receiving core, just huge upgrade since two seasons ago and getting to see them kind of stand out. Um, also, even, you know, with Evan Prater standing out quite a bit since, uh, you know, he's taken the, those second team snaps there and everybody wanted to see what Evan Prater was. So you've gotten a chance to really kind of see him blossom since like the spring game. He wasn't anywhere near where he is now, but we do have Brandon back. So one of the questions that came up, um, just to clarify, it's $20 donation that you're asking for the whole season not just twenty dollars per game correct that's or right that's right sorry about that uh not sure what what came through or what didn't come through um that's it twenty dollars for the season and uh we raise enough money to get us through six or seven home games uh when you were fading out it was uh you were talking about that if you didn't have tickets to the game you could stay and watch the game there on the tv at the tailgate Yep, that's right. So, you know, pregame we'll have, um, you know, college game day up and whatnot. Uh, if it's later to kick off, we'll have we'll have the noon games on and everything. Uh, it usually takes us a little bit of time to get everything cleaned up. Um, so once kickoff starts, we'll, we'll have the Bearcats game on. Excellent. And that's kind of cool because I don't know how many other tailgates are offering something like that, especially with – a TV of that size, 70 inches is nothing to bat an eye at. I mean, that's quite an upgrade. So congratulations on being able to, you know, get something like that for your trailer. And again, just another feather in your cap to set you apart from any of these other tailgates that are trying to best you, if you will. So what, what all, what all does that, does that get you when you, when you're 20 bucks, that gets you into the tailgate and then is there like food to purchase there? Is there are there drinks there to purchase? Like how, how does that all work? Yeah, so we're not going to do anything like for purchase that that day. It's just all donation based. So I'm going to get as much food and whatnot that usually gets us through um, a decent amount of the tailgate. It, it it does run out. You know, it's kind of tough to get food down to to the grid. Um, so. For some games, we'll do pizza. Some games, we'll we'll, we'll church it up a little bit and get get a larger order from um, probably a restaurant in Clifton or something like that. Uh, I know a lot of a lot of here, a lot of the people here are familiar with the Mio's partnership, like with the Bearcat Journal. We've had them as a great partner in some previous seasons, so we'll probably leverage them as well. Uh, we do the the drinks in a couple different ways. Um, like I said all the money raised just goes in for the whole season as much as we can afford. So I'll get a decent amount of, of beer, but then we also have these big coolers, these big trough coolers. So what we say is just throw it in the community cooler. You know, it's like I said, difficult to set up like your standard tailgate, um, like you would have maybe a Bengals game or a stadium that's surrounded by parking lots where you can load up your, your truck or your SUV at home with everything that you need, the grid is a little bit unique. So I thought, why don't you just grab a six pack, throw it in a community cooler, 
and we always have enough beer to get us through um, to kick off for sure. Nice. I also want to split the pot, which is kind of fun. That helps us okay. raise a little bit more money for the next week. Um, we're gonna have a DJ. So we got DJ Mike Wazowski, who, uh, when he was an undergrad at UC, was in the Bearcat costume. So he's got a ton of energy, and uh, it's always a good time. Do you guys have yeah. merch or anything like that that you sell at the? I got some merch. We always got koozies. Yeah, we always got koozies to hand out with our logo. Uh, I did a big order of sweatshirts last year that I got some of those left. And um, I, I do merch through online order. Uh, so we another one of my friends from UC can uh, print us some shirts on the fly. And all that's done at thedenuc.com. Huh. There Good it is. Deal. Thedenuc.com. And also, uh, just in case you were curious, you can follow this tailgate on Twitter. And that's uh, at the Den UC. Pretty easy. So outside of that, what are you most excited about as we go into this season? Um, I know you're, as, as much as you're a host for a tailgate, you're also a fan and a very big one at that. Sure. So sure. as you've seen, you know, I know you, you, you told me before we started recording, you've been listening to the BBP, um, you, you, which I'm assuming that you also involved with Bearcat Journal. Um, so what have you heard, read, seen that you're really excited about going into this season? The, the team, I mean, the ins and outs and the preparation, I, I kind of hate to say it, I'm not talking about it. Like I'm tired of, I'm, t I'm tired of talking about what are we going to get from the offensive line? Like let's play some football. Like I'm just ready to get down there and I, we know for the most part what we're going to expect from this team, you know, all, all things, you know, holding true and relatively positive, you know, barred injuries and, and unforeseen circumstances. They're going to be in every game. The defense is just too damn good. We we've seen that from, from last year, uh, I'm most excited for the game day experience as COVID and, and things have, we've come out of a lot of restrictions and, you know, potentially going back into different adjusted restrictions with the Delta variant. I, I think everyone's had different moments along the way to be like, this was the thing I was most looking forward to, or this was the thing that, that I was really um, seeking from, you know, being locked down in, in 2020 for the most part. You have to think that a Saturday in Nippert Stadium, hopefully, you know, even nip at night has to be at the top of a lot of people's list. And, and for me, I think we've been talking a lot about the football team all summer long, and you can't really talk about what game day is going to be like. You just kind of have to experience it. And uh, that's what I'm excited for. I'm with you. I, I don't care if I have to wear a mask. I don't care what we have to do to get back in there. This is going to be my first year in the press box. And I'm, I'm really, really excited to get down there and experience everything that Nippert has to offer for me in a, in a different way than I've experienced it before. Um, and just for everybody on the other side of COVID now, or at least the, the first initial big year of COVID, um, and, and making, to your point, the uh, the adjustments that we have to make, I'm not mm -hmm. wanting to ever be in that kind of a lockdown ever again. Speaking of Aaron being in the press box, I'm predicting 
somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, the first half of the first game before <laughs> he is escorted out by Chad and sent back down to his <laughs> well, seats. Chad will be on the field. Chad Chad does um, everything on the field because he's taking be. pictures. Yeah. Well, then he's he, going to have to come. He's going to have to come back up to the press box nope. and remove. So you. no, Kaz Kaz told me already. You get one warning, and then after that one warning, you are asked to leave. And I told Chad's going to find you locked in the janitor's closet. <laughs> like two hours after. Duct taped like the kid from the uh, the airplane. <laughs> Aaron, oh, Aaron's, uh, oh, bye, Brandon. Bye, bye Brandon. Uh, <laughs> Aaron's, Aaron's only warning uh, came when he ran over to Kaz and told him that there was a lift on fire. That was, that was good intentions, man. He even admitted to me at the scrimmage on Saturday that he would have also thought it was a fire if he hadn't already been told that there was a tiki torch up there. How was um, I supposed to know? Well, uh, I don't know. Maybe do your but, research, Aaron. But in all reality, if I get asked or if I get given a warning, I'm just going to remove myself at that point. There is no reason to stay in the press box after you've been given a warning and have to risk embarrassing myself by being asked to leave, embarrassing Bearcat Journal, embarrassing Part and Punctuation, embarrassing. No, no. The, the, ugh. I don't. I, mean, I don't want to be asked to leave. At the at the TBT, you did a decent job. I think you sat on your hands most of the time, but you did a decent job yeah. of not of not cheering. And I I held it in pretty good. I think. Well, we were also what you were sitting right next to Dockage, right? Or was he further down? Uh, I was sitting right next to um, Clark Kellogg. Clark Kellogg, yeah. So can I say more power to you if you were sitting next to Dockage? Oh, if we were sitting, um, if, if we I were got booted. If I got booted for something I said, I'm sorry. No, no, no. We don't know what happened. No, you, no. no we have we, no clue. I don't know. I've listen. I've had issues with Streamyard, and the only reason I think right now everything is running smooth to me, knock on wood, is the new computer. So we'll we'll see how it lasts through the entire episode. But I've I've had my own struggles with Streamyard as well. So no, if if, if well, I would have been I'll, sitting I'll next, I'll tell to... you what, guys. I got I got um. A couple cats driving me crazy the, in in the stream. I don't want to get in the way of the rest of your guys' podcast. I just want to say I really appreciate you having me on. I hope you, you, you three, and your listeners will come hang out with Dan this fall. Um, so I think we're gonna we're gonna plan some pretty fun parties and uh, get everyone ready to to be pretty rowdy in the Presidium. Can you kind Very of good. explain how to get how to get down to your uh, your tailgate location where it's at? Yeah. Yeah, thank you for the reminder on that. What I tell everyone is to go right to the middle of the new renovated glass dorms. There's two of them. If you go to the middle of them, there's a staircase where the catwalk used to walk down when they were renovating or building the new college business. And once you walk down those stairs, we're right there. So you'll see a den flag, um, a trailer with a big Bearcat helmet on it. And we're also right next to the bus that plays that fouling game with the bowling pins and the football. Uh, so that's where you can find the den. Oh, fair fully. enough. Well, oh, that's awesome. Okay. I'll be there. Again, if you have questions for Brandon, feel free to reach out at the den UC on uh, Twitter. And what was that website again? It was the den, the den, den Easy enough. I'll put everything Same in the, the Twitter feed in the episode. Even uh, simple. Bio. And it'll be in the uh, yeah, it'll be in the uh, description of the podcast. So, 
Uh, Brandon, we, we do thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Sorry you had the uh, the StreamYard issues, but selfishly, I'm glad it wasn't me this time. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Well, congrats ahead of time on your 100th episode. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you appreciate thank you. Yeah, we'll, right, we'll see you again. Uh, at, at the very least, we'll see you again right before next season when we'll do this all over again. All right. Look forward to it. All right. See you, bud. Thanks. No, what all I was right. So say, that was Brandon. Sorry. Go ahead. What? What I was, I was say, just going to say, that was Brandon with the Den UC. And uh, like I said, second time he's been here. Um, I've stopped by. They do have a real nice setup. And to his point, it's loud. There's lots of people there. It's not just college kids uh, or even of that matter. He said he's been doing this for seven years. So let's say that he's been removed for seven years from college. Um, I mean, it's not even just like 20-somethings and early 30-somethings. There's It's a large mix of people. So Sounds like it's a good time. And it does, yeah. I mean, literally $20 for the year. And just they like, they, like he said, I mean, you can't take – say you get that 12-pack, you don't know what to do with it. But you wanted to drink, you know, eight of the twelve in the time that you're tailgating. Okay. Just put them in the community oh, chest, cool. and they'll have them for next time. And you donated to the cause. Congratulations! By the way, you probably ate enough food to make up for your twenty dollars over the course of several games. Oh. I feel like twenty dollars is probably not asking enough, to be quite honest with you. Oh, um, no, I, but again, I would, it's I would it's dollars a game. It's, it's donation. So I mean, if you feel like. If you're spending enough time there, if you're eating enough food there, if you're drinking enough drink there to where you feel that you should maybe spot them a little bit extra, you know, it's they're they're hosting a party. Like like you said, they're renting the space. They're putting the trailer there with the TV and all that. So kudos to them. Absolutely. Sounds like it's a good time. What were you trying to get in there, Ed? Um, uh, it was something about the TV TV. It's all good now. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm just trying to diagnose your your microphone now. Do me a favor, hit that cam slash mic button at the bottom of the screen. Oh, that's probably what it is. Yeah, and then click on audio. And, uh, yeah, I'm there. Echo cancellations checked. Yeah, but what's it say your mic is? Um, microphone array, Realtek audio. Oh, okay, that's weird. Okay. Does do you want me to keep it on automatically adjust mic volume? Yeah, that's fine. Look at us just working through this while we're live. That's that's great. People love listening to that. Yeah, they do. Is my does my audio sound terrible, Jeff? No, it's fine. I can't hear it. Jeff is holding back. Jeff is holding back completely about this audio. He because he he wants to agree with me, but he doesn't want to agree with me right now because 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 the stick of the show is that we don't agree with Ed. But if he agrees with Ed, then then the show. Did you say? Did you say the stick of the show? The shtick. Oh, all right. I didn't shtick. hear that. The shtick. The shtick of the show. Unreal. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I literally li I live for this like hour, hour and a half every week. It <laughs> I love this. Great. Oh, my God. And Chad also stopped by in the middle of that uh, to welcome Ed and I. To the BCJ. Yeah, you guys. And Ed, Ed missed it. I put it up on the thing. I saw it. But then it. I didn't want to cut off Brandon because Brandon was in the middle of discussing the den. So I didn't want to like <laughs> cut him off. But I'm stoked to be uh, in the BCJ, which is also 75% off right now. I believe. I don't know. How much long, that is, is, that is. Sale, how much long is that sale going on, Aaron? Um, it's also going to be going on tomorrow. 48 um, hours. So 
there is still an opportunity to get out there, sign up for Bearcat Journal, 75% off. So you're paying, I think, something like 250 250 a month. It co- it comes out to twenty six dollars or something. Twenty six dollars for a full year, like twenty six ninety eight or something. So something uh, stupid. I'm like, just excited great. to get in there and read all of Aaron's articles, and not work- have to go fishing on the dark web for them. So. <laughs> I've been busting my ass, man. <laughs> been busting and, my ass. So and I, yeah, and I hear that the uh, conference realignment thread is uh, bananas. Know, something like. A thousand pages or something now. There, I mean, I, I think Dave Simone uses the word savages to talk about the people who just can't get enough talk about the conference realignment. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, there's only so much that you can discuss. Conference I, realignment. I mean, I, I've done podcasts where we've talked about it for, I don't know, five, ten minutes. I mean, we've talked about it on the show for what, maybe 10, 15 minutes. Like, yeah, two weeks I, ago. how much? How, how much more can you talk about at this point? Like, oh, I just hey, found the members I, board. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I apologize in advance, Chad. <laughs> Until Ed is refunded 10 <laughs> months. <laughs> Chad's going to kick me out. I mean, oh. better you than me. Huh. Well, you It'd be awful if you got kicked out, Aaron, as an employee. You wouldn't even be able to read what you post. That'd be real awkward for all parties involved. Yeah. Right. I feel like that's what happens, though, if I get kicked out of the press box. Uh, yeah, you, you'll lose <laughs> just, your BCJ. Just <laughs> sent to the penalty box for everything. Oh, Ed wants – or I'm sorry, Chad wants Chad wants in, so i got to send him a link here. He, he said he has a proposition for a us. A proposition? Uh-oh. I don't know what any of that means. This can't be good. But I'm immediately nervous. So we'll, we'll see what, what dad wants. Maybe he can tell you how to fix your microphone. Uh, it's always interesting when Chad Brendel joins the uh, <laughs> <laughs> joins the pod here. It's like oh, it's always man. awkward for me because it's like a crossover of families. So I'm like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I, I don't know. What, I don't, what are we doing here? <laughs> I sent him the link, though, so we'll see uh, how quickly he pops in here. Yeah, you guys will be happy to know that I'm back on the Polar the polar Seltzer. That's good. That's, that's was, better for you than Mountain Dew. I was worried that COVID had kicked you uh, back into the Mountain Dew no, wings and rings. I'm too strong for the COVID. Well, what did it do? It knocked you down, what, 10 pounds? Yeah, but we definitely gained about three of those 10 pounds back. Okay, so you got a kickstart. We like that, and you'll be in the Liam in the Liam Castellanos T-shirt in no time. I got mine today. Um, I don't know if you can see; these are my Cincy shirts here behind me. I got uh, five the, of them. You got the Legend shirt, I see. I got the Legend shirt. I got the uh, the Cincinnati All Stars. It's like the Converse All Stars. Um, he said Twitter DM, got, Aaron. I know. I'm 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 switching it right now. I totally wanted to get the Castellanos Legends T-shirt, but it was like two weeks, three weeks before the uh, before the trade deadline, and I thought if I bought that T-shirt, it would definitely be the dagger um, that sent him, you know, to another team. So I I took one for the team of Cincinnati and did not buy that T-shirt. Well, now you can go buy it. I bought the Cincinnati Cicadas T-shirt instead. Are you going to go buy the uh, Joey Votto 2000 hit? It's a fire bang. t-shirt. I kind of I kind of want to. Maybe I'll buy it and let my dog chew on it. 
Chad, I sent it to your email because Twitter doesn't let me copy or paste links on an iPhone. So, uh, but yeah, I got the uh, the Vado bangs. I got the Liam shirt, and I got the. Uh, um, it's it's just it's a black shirt. It says real big Cincy, and it says small market, big heart. Love that. Speaking of uh, Vado Bangs, I wore that T-shirt when we talked to Sean Casey, which was, uh, it'll be a year um, next month. He was in town last night. He was yeah. at the game with uh, with Mark. Oh, oh. Something oh, that got a little. Uh... That's all she wrote. Is that the game? Cubs Damn snap it. a 12-game losing streak. Damn it, showtime. They've won they've won something like I guess that's now fifteen games since like May. It's because Middle I wore this June, hat. This is on me. This is on me. Oh, there's there's Chad. Hi Dad. What did Aaron do? I didn't do anything. Hi son. Chad, I wanted to tell you last night when you, you uh, after I'm gonna, tweeted, you know what I'm gonna ask? We're we're not having great we're connections not having here good tonight. Stream no. yard connection tonight. It's a great it's a great this is a good episode. Chat, Can somebody but... screen screenshot that? <laughs> oh. This is a great episode. Bro, no. what's happening? I don't know. Is it working now? I don't know. This, the visual is, is going to be way better than the audio for this particular episode did you notice in every, spades. Did you know everything worked great until Aaron got uh, a new computer? <laughs> oh, now Chad's on here twice. <laughs> <laughs> we, have dual, we have dueling Chads. Our talking. I don't know what to make of any hey, of you know, over. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> This is the this is, this, this is all this is all because Aaron got a new computer. Damn it, Aaron! You should have called us when you got this computer. I broke the matrix. <laughs> Chad hires Aaron. He gets a little bit of money in his pocket, and now he has a new computer. And this is what happens. This this is an even better face of Chad. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh man! Oh, this is a, this is a great. Do we want to switch over episode. to the phone line? I, do we still have the phone line? I think so. Hold on, let me check. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Are we good now? Hey, we're working. Yeah, hey, it's working. All right. We were saying that my computer apparently broke the entire matrix because now I'm not having any computer issues. And both you and Brandon have had all the issues. Streamclouds is not, StreamYard's not fun. This is not fun. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know the struggle. Trust me. It, it, it's an interesting interface, that's for sure. Ed and Jeff. Chad. Chad. What are your plans pregame September 4th? Uh, I, I will sadly be at my son's football game here. How much do you like your son? 
I like I like him more as my son than than you like Aaron. I'm not saying anything. That's a low bar. That's a low bar. This is even worse. This is that's all right. That's the day that my wife hangs out with her best friend for the whole day. Okay, so you're free. Yeah. No, I have, I have no, two he, kids. He he has the kids because she watched the kids while he had COVID and lived in the basement for an entire week. But I might be able to get a babysitter. What's up? This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I was gonna I was gonna have a pardon the punctuation takeover. Of the very first BCJ live broadcast from Mio's, but you guys oh. can't make it, so. Sad. Man. Can we move the UC game? <laughs> <laughs> can we, can we talk, talk to Coach Fick about that? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to have to. <laughs> I'm calling. I'm just. I'm... And this and, this show's so <laughs> off the rails already. This it. is the best show we've done they, to date. There, there's there's nothing that I would like better than this to be our 99th episode <laughs> and not our yeah. Hey, yeah, I have you on speakerphone. Can you guys hear? <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, I've got immaculate internet reception, so I, I don't know what else I, I need. I don't. I I have no words. I've struggled since day one. <laughs> well, I, I was going to invite invite you guys to take over the the, the live show at Neos two hours prior to kickoff for the Miami game. So I'd only need you for like an hour, from like you know one thirty to two thirty, um. and you can take over. And, and, and get the, the pardon the punctuation name out of there, out there, at Mio's, and, uh, and host the show. But if you guys are busy, I understand. I mean, I will I'm... talk to the parents about babysitting. They're, 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 well, Ed's, Ed's saying he's going to talk. And Jeff? I, I think his football game should be over by like 12:30. He, he's saying the, the football game should be over by 12:30. So he's trying to figure out how he can make it work also. This is the greatest and show. I'll, and I, I mean, and I'll, like, and, you can bring kids to Mio's. I bring my daughter to Mio's all the time. That's a solid. And it'll be solid. it'll the games at Lunk, the games at Lunkin too. But they can come. Well, Jeff's game is at Lunkin and Ed is is basically validating your point. He did a check mark with his finger or is pointing as if <laughs> To say that's a solid idea. That, that's a solid idea. Well, well done. So it sounds like you guys talk it out. Sounds like there's some some conversations that need to be had with uh, spouses and kids and potential hurt feelings. <laughs> well, I'll go back to listening on the headphones. Okay. And I'll type anything in the chat that I need to type. Fair enough. Well, uh, apologies for. Uh, I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on with everyone's connection, but the three of ours, we've apparently sabotaged any and all guests for this evening. And uh, th again, this, this entire episode is going to be so much better on the, on the visual, YouTube. On, on YouTube, as opposed to the, uh, the audio platforms this go-round. 
unbelievable. This is good. Stuff. So this is good stuff. So what I'm what I'm thinking here is we need to find a way to get our BCJ X PTP live show to happen. It sounds like it's the the I, invites I, there. I'm I'm thinking I I think I mean if it's if it's one thirty. That's an hour from the time. I mean, I think I should be able to do that. Like, I, like you said, I'm going to have to, I mean, Carrie's asleep now, so I'm going to have to, I'll, you know, have to tell her tomorrow, but I think I can make that work. That could be a lot of fun. It, it very well could be. And I think we already have our episode um, as we do feature the den in this episode, but I don't know how you don't call the episode PTP joins BCJ. <laughs> B B C J X P T P. Isn't that what the cool kids do? The I don't. Crossover? I don't know. I'm old. I'm 37. So. Well, I'm actually still hip and with it. So uh, according to the TikTok, I think yeah, that's how you do it. Is that the is that the crossover? I think. It, well, I mean, I'll, I'll check with my my TikTok peeps. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Well, all right. Number I'm one a, producer in A. I almost right went there. viral this week. So you had more than like ten likes, something like that. Yeah, it was a solid. It was a solid. It was a solid TikTok, I think. Yeah. What did What did you get up to? Uh, looks like 175 views. That's not viral. Okay. Well. Oh no, this one had 563 views. Also, I don't think viral. Nope. No. Well, I suck then. PTP X B C J X Mios. Ooh. That is a solid yes. Oh, apparently one of my videos was tagged for COVID information. That's good stuff. Alright. So Reds? The Reds, uh, they drop one to the Cubs tonight. And against Hendricks, who this, I don't know if they, it was over his career. I know at one point they dropped a, a stat in the game, and I don't know if it was over his career or this season. I believe it was just this season. Um, but I could be off with that. In any case, his ERA against the Reds had been like eight-point-something ridiculous. Um, I, I don't know how you blow – we, we, I feel like this happens often, not just with the Reds, but with any team that scores like 14 runs against anybody, where the very next game is like, what the hell just happened to the bats? And tonight was one of those games, unfortunately, almost like a trap game, if you will, where just you expect to win, especially after you just beat the brakes off the Cubs last night, even though Henry tried to make it a game. And all of a sudden, you drop one. After even a fantastic outing by Vladimir Gutierrez, which I know we talk an awful lot about the rookies being Jonathan India and Tyler Stevenson, but Vladimir Gutierrez has put together quite a season for a rookie and a rookie that nobody really expected anything than a spot well, start from him. He he was um, not really like very good, if I recall, before the uh, the COVID season where. It seems like a lot of these rookies kind of, you know, went to the old uh, the workshop, put in the work, made whatever adjustments they needed to make, um, and he's come out. I believe going into the game tonight, he was like eight and three this year. He is like encroaching on eighty innings before the. I mean, that's before the start of tonight's game. Um, sure. And, and really, gave up. What it ended up being two to one. 
right? So, I mean, so he allows two runs. You would expect that the Reds would be able to make that stand up, that they could, you know, win a game where the other team scores two runs, where you get that kind of, you know, outing from not only your starter, but the bullpen. I mean, they the bullpen held it together, and uh, there were a couple jams that they had to get out of, and the Reds had their opportunities. They left the bases loaded, uh, I think, once, and first and second or first and third at least once. So uh, Baseball Reference hasn't updated yet, I don't believe. <clears throat> and Gutierrez, 8-3, and 3.95 ERA in 14 games. And uh, that includes... Like 79 innings or something? 79.2, mm-hmm. 58 strikeouts. Uh, only 33 walks, uh, yeah. 1.331 whip for those of you who are into some of the advanced stuff. No, he, uh, he, 6. he had, 6.6 strikeouts per nine. I mean, he, he has been, um, better than really. I mean, when they brought him up, I mean, that's a guy that they bring up and they're like, uh, I, I believe he ended up sliding into Jeff Hoffman's spot. Correct. Is that where he, you know, and like you said, you know, yeah. kind of, oh, he's going to make a spot start here or there or whatever. Maybe we'll move him out to the bullpen. Like, who knows? But he's stuck. And, you know, he he's done very well. Um, and you, like you said, you talk about the rookies and the names that come up, obviously, are going to be Jonathan India, are going to be Tyler Stevenson. Um, also, you know, they just brought up Jose Barrero. I mean, he's going to get, you know, the headline talk and all that stuff, but well, even even Santian was a more talked about pitcher, yeah, prior to the season Absolutely. than Absolutely. Vladimir Gutierrez, and they only just brought him back today, yeah, in in the move that they made to to bring up some some pitching again as they DFA'd. I think they DFA'd him, right, or did they just send yeah. him down to Louisville? Uh, yeah. Henry DFA. He had no. DFA. He didn't. He didn't have no any options, options. So if he clears waivers. Um, but there's a lot of team. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there that are. You know, somebody pull. I think somebody 100 will pull the string on him. I mean, think about it. They just the the Padres just signed Jake Arrieta, and well, the Brewers just signed somebody as well. As far as uh, relievers went, um, I mean, they picked up. They picked up uh, Sal Romano, didn't they? The Brewers, yeah. Well, the yeah. Brewers. They they did that a couple weeks ago because that was when uh, like Josh when they had Hader everybody had, out with COVID. Yeah, when Josh Hader had COVID, and then they brought back in. Um, oh, who was their closer of, of years past? His name is escaping me, but he came in. He was he played like he like threw a couple pitches for him, and then got hurt, and now he's out again. Was it the uh, big boy that we had on our team that we traded or that we signed mm-hmm. in off season? Nope. Give me a second. Uh, God, Braxton. Who? Wasn't that his name? Braxton? Broxton? No. Nope. Uh, I'm just throwing a, a random name that I knew was a Brewers pitcher that yeah, the Reds I, had. Jonathan yeah. Broxton. That was his name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember him. Good mm-hmm. dude. I liked him. I also liked him. I can't. He's a great setup guy. The name is escaping me, but... Uh, I mean, they they were literally pulling people off the off, off the, the pile a, a couple a couple weeks ago, um, and you know, it is what it is. Like he, 
everybody's got to run on on needing pitchers and you know some teams are one injury two injuries away from being not so good um and we're seeing it happen i mean between the uh, removal of sticky tack and injuries some teams are not looking as good as as they were at the beginning of the the season i can't believe these guys are still oh. being checked for a, a sticky tack like at the end of every inning it feels like i think it is every inning yeah i, mean, I don't think well, i don't think that's going anywhere no, I think it's, I still think it's a random check, but like, then you're looking at even like the, the my favorite is like the position players and they bring those guys in and they, they're throwing 31 mile an hour EFIS pitches and they're like, eh, eh, come here. Let's see, let's see what sticky tag you got on your fingers. Unreal. But I think it's, I mean, I guess we have to look at the data once the season's over to see. You know, if offense jumped up, if it, how it's, how it's affected things, um, as far as like which pitchers end up with, you know, the, that first few months of the season versus their, their last few months of the season with markedly different spin rates and likely results on the field. Well, and I'm trying to scoreboard watch right now. As... Rockies are, uh, Rockies were up like three nothing, I think. And the Brewers were beating the Cardinals two to nothing. I'm not worried about. Oh, they are playing the Rockets, right? The Padres are. are. The Padres, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, the Brewers are up two nothing, and uh, Rockies are up three nothing. So could and we I, could manage to tread water with with the Padres here? I almost Ooh. I oh. I almost have a feeling of like I would rather the Brewers beat the Cardinals because I don't want the Cardinals closing in any tighter on the they're only like two games behind the Reds. So you don't Jeez. you don't want you don't want another team to overtake and have to jump you know another multiple team. teams. Right. It's much easier well, to have to worry about watching uh one team's one team's well, scores in the wild card and then in the division. And obviously we have the Series against Miami coming up here, and then you got some potentially some a chance to make up some ground as you travel to Milwaukee, and then you get Miami again before hitting St. Louis, and the schedule gets relatively easy as your next few series are at home against Detroit. Ooh. Chris Bassett from the Ace just got, well, not just, but I just saw the video, got nailed with a line drive back in the face. Um, but after that, you have the uh, the a series at home against Detroit. You have travel to Chicago. You travel to St. Louis, Pittsburgh, L.A., Pittsburgh, Washington, the Sox, and then Pittsburgh. So lots of Pittsburgh in the near future. Two series against the Marlins, three series against Pittsburgh, another series against Chicago after this series. And the only tough games that you have are the two game series against Chicago, four game series against Washington. I, Washington traded all their pieces, right? They're not, yep. Yep. they're done. Um, so they're, that should be a relatively easy series. Um, you got the three games against LA, the three games against St. Louis times two. Um, so, and then you have the, the series against Milwaukee here, uh, which is the last one against Milwaukee. Chad says the Reds aren't catching the Brewers. That dream is dead. I'm less worried about that. I was trying to say it 
in a much nicer way, Chad, by saying, I would rather see the Brewers beat the Cardinals so that the Cardinals couldn't jump the Reds. For the wild card, even. I mean, right. I'm not... Well, no, I'm not worried. I don't think anybody. If they jump us for anything, Brewers, well, I, I mean, if they jump us for anything, though. Right, and we have that. That's the thing. Is like we have, we've got six more games against the Cardinals in yes. the next yep. five weeks, um, and then like that. That to me is, you know, okay. So even if we sweep Milwaukee, say say we do that, right? We go to Milwaukee, we sweep them. Um, you know, it's a three-game swing there. <laughs> Chad's bad at being subtle. Oh, yeah, that, that's a three-game swing there. Likely that gets you within, you know, maybe by that time, maybe that gets you within five. Unless Milwaukee goes on some crazy skid, um, and I don't have their schedule pulled up to even look at who they're running into. But, but they're a pretty, I mean, at this point of the season, you got to say, you know, what it is and they're a very good baseball team so to see them go on a skid i don't i don't see that happening i was hoping and praying that it would i thought maybe their pitchers would fall apart um, so milwaukee has st louis washington cincinnati minnesota four games against san francisco at san francisco st louis philly cleveland detroit chicago st louis new york st louis la that's a gauntlet man there's, yeah, there's a lot of playoff contenders in there. You talk about Philly, San Francisco. The Mets fell off, but I mean the Mets are still trying. I don't know that the th- uh, third last series in the season is going to matter at that point to the Mets. But you got one against LA to end the season, which they could potentially be vying for best record in baseball. Um, That's crazy. That's crazy to me that they can still be doing that when they lose basically their ace. At the beginning of the season. Two, two against St. Louis. Two series against St. Louis. Um, yeah, that's... None of that's... And, and one against the Reds. Um, uh, I'm not I'm not saying that, that they have an easy schedule coming up. I'm just saying I, yeah. I think that they are legit and that they're good. It pains me to say it, but um, I, I don't know that their pitchers are going to fall off like I thought they would. I mean, I... I think I, I read the other day that they've at, basically at the beginning of August, all their starting pitchers had hit like career highs for innings pitched in a season. Well, um, and they seem to continue to just be rolling right along. But keep in mind that we're in, we're in the end game, if you will, where, you know, a lot of these teams are kind of in the, in the swing of we're roughly about what, 10 games into what was our 60 game sprint last year. Mm-hmm. So, how many injuries did we see even in that 60 game span last year all around? And granted, like it's a different thing coming out of spring training and going into full games and, and where you're playing every day. So it's a little bit different, but crazy things can happen over the course of 50 games. You're also now, instead of looking at coming out of spring training, I mean, you're looking at what coming in the last, you've played two thirds of the season. You know, you've got the wear and tear of a uh, 110 games. I mean, everybody does, obviously. Right. Uh, so you're right. There, there could be some crazy things that happen. Um, I mean, we saw kind of a, a crazy thing happen at the end of last year where the Reds went on a tear and uh, snuck into the expanded playoffs. Well, um, and they also don't have the expanded rosters like they once did. And now you're only going up to 28 instead of going mm-hmm. up to like, what, 35 or uh, so whatever, whatever it was. 
yeah uh i don't know it, it it's interesting i'm excited that you know it it's exciting to be excited about reds baseball in august when the season we're, doesn't start in august we're, we're still in the conversation we're not out of anything right and, and i mean like here's the thing is like so they dropped one to the cubs today does that suck yes should you be beating them up yes yes win the series tomorrow miami comes to town you know win win three or four there hopefully sweep but you know let's not be too greedy and then then you got to go to milwaukee and roll into milwaukee and you know take care of business as best as possible there um but we can't you can't phone these games in it kind of felt like a little bit of phoning it in i think we can just show up and win kind of a game today um the other thing is again i think that's because you it's because you scored so much last night i think i think well i think it became a trap game but then the the other thing is is as bad as the cubs are people want to say it's a triple a team it's just that they're still professional baseball players and they've lost 12 games in a row like i don't know that you, I mean, it, it's it's hard to keep beating. Like those teams are gonna, you know, catch a find a nut, whatever you want to call well, it. Well, there's like, a lot of those guys that are playing for their careers. Like they're yeah. they're trying to make it. So yeah. they're they're guys that didn't have an opportunity three weeks ago. I, there was a guy that they uh, that they brought in in one of the trades, I think, to San Francisco, who was like, you know, uh, a few weeks ago, I was in, you know. LA ball out and wherever and then right. I like they they he found out from a fan um I can't remember his name but he found out from a fan at his double A game or triple A game whatever level he was at they're like yo bro you just got traded and he was like what what he said he ran into the dugout and he was like getting ready and like nobody down there knew and he was he grabbed his glove after the uh after they had their their round at the plate there he grabs his glove to go back out on the field, and he was like almost back to his position. And his coach like came running out and was like, "Nah, uh, you gotta, you gotta come back." I mean, it's kind of like Puig against the uh, against the Pirates in that fight, like yeah, where he had already been traded. Yeah, and he's out there, he's out there <laughs> getting himself suspended for his new team, uh, <laughs> the Indians. So yeah, but then he's like, and he's like, and then I come here, and all of a sudden, bam, they you know one game in their minor leagues and they're calling me up and now I'm playing in Wrigley. So, I mean, to your point, these are guys playing for their career. I mean, for some of these guys, it might, it might for real be the only time that they get a chance to play major league baseball at the highest level. And, you know, next year they're packaged in a deal and sent somewhere else, or they never make it back to the big leagues. Like, and they're doing it in storied Wrigley, which I mean, Let's be real. If you're a baseball player, like to be given your first opportunity in Wrigley, like that's, that's a big deal. Did you guys uh, see the uh, the video this week? I th- was it Arizona? Um, guy throws a no hitter. First his first, first game. big league game throws a no hitter, and his dad's in the stand. Tyler, that was crazy. Tyler Gilbert. Yeah, Tyler Gilbert. I was at the Counting Crows concert with my wife, and I got an alert on my phone. They're enjoyable. Time out. What's that? Your first concert after COVID was the Counting Crows? I don't like concerts, Ed. Oh. Right, so. <laughs> my Long wife December. Likes... Long December is the best song that they do. My my, my wife 
A loves concerts. B loves the Counting Crows. Happy wife, happy life, Ed. He's winning so at this, I w- this so husband I went, thing. So I went to the Counting Crows concert with my wife, and we were in the pit, like eight rows back from the stage. They put on a good show, but I got an alert on my phone that there was a no hitter going on. <laughs> so, wow. so you went to go get uh, like a soda or something, see if you could find a TV screen. No, I pulled out my phone in the eighth row of the Counting Crows concert, and I watched the end of Tyler Gilbert's new hitter. <laughs> and then so, I said, and then I like bumped Carrie, and I said, "Hey, look at this! This guy just <laughs> threw a no hitter in his first major league start, and his dad's in the stands." And she said, "I'm enjoying the concert. You can talk about that later." She said, "Mr. Jones, let me." She she did. It is one of the few times that I ever hear my wife sing at the top of her lungs is at Counting Crows concert. Is she available to sing for us right now? No, she's not. No, she's sleeping. We already went over this. Oh, we did? I missed that part. That's that's on me. So Chad Chad did throw in the chat, uh, since May 29th, the Reds are 43-28, and which is, for those of us keeping score, 15 games over 500. And have gone from seven games behind the Brewers to eight games behind the Brewers. Chad really knowing how to bring the mood down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to bring the mood up, there was some big news that dropped yesterday, and I would be remiss if I didn't bring it up. Uh, The Reds and Mo Egger may have been the first on this scoop, uh, as he did a little bit of homework looking at some schedules and what have you. But the Reds and the Cubs are going to be the next two teams – that are going to be playing in the field of dreams. I'm so, jacked about this. What were Ed? I feel like this is right in your wheelhouse. So, what was your initial reaction when you saw that? I've never had such an urge to go to Iowa. Like, did you see what the tickets went for for this game? No. What did they go for? Well, because there's only eight thousand seats in the stands. So tickets were going for four thousand a pop. All right, so on the resale, I will not be going to the game. Apparently, uh, I was going to look up Airbnbs like tomorrow, but I mean that, that price. That's I'm pretty sure the rules for the game this year, uh, at least, and I, and they may keep it this way. It may change up, but uh, you had to be an Iowa resident, uh, and there uh-huh. I think there was a lottery, and then each team I believe got allocated like fifteen hundred tickets. Uh, Per team, which I'm sure would go into a lottery for their season ticket holders, which well, and they kept it such a big secret, like no one really knew this was even happening prior to it happening. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no one had been really talking about it. It wasn't like out there. I didn't see it anywhere, like in social media circles or anything like that. To where, like, or at least not any ones that I'm privy to, where they just. We're talking about this game until all of a sudden it was upon us, and we're like, "Oh, by the way, here here's your Field of Dreams game, everything you ever wanted." So you mean what you mean you the one that, that was this year you you hadn't heard about? Right. Yeah. Oh. What did you guys think of that game? Um, I thought it was amazing. I watched Field of Dreams every single time I went over to my grandparents' house growing up, and I I mean I love that movie, and for them to, you know. I mean, they went above and beyond. They didn't just like cut a ballpark out in the middle of a cornfield and put some stands up and be like, "Oh, look at that." I mean, like that's what I was hoping out of the corn. That team's coming out of the corn. 
they said that there was a storm that came in that like knocked down some of the corn stalks and they had like 10,000 fiberglass rods that they had to go out and like zip tie to the corn stalks to make sure that they looked right. Like they, they did everything right. The MLB Which baseball never does everything right. The MLB got something right. They did yeah, it the right. Fireworks and it was amazing. The cornfield after and, the home run. And, and could you ask for a better game, a better finish to a game? I don't care if you off? like the white. I don't care if you like the White Sox and the Yankees. I don't care. I, the, I mean, the game had literally everything. Well, awesome. and I, I heard somewhere on a podcast today. I, I want to say it was Levitard uh, that they. I'm a couple days behind, but they were talking about the game today when I was listening, and they said that uh, the field, contrary to what it actually looks like from the drone footage that they had, it was the same dimensions as the old Comiskey Park. So it wasn't actually like it looked like a small field, and it wasn't actually a small field because again they used actual park dimensions of old Comiskey. Uh, and and they also, um, you know, like a lot of people, I guess, thought that they were basically building it on top of w the old movie site field, which I think became pretty clear during the broadcast that that's not what happened. Correct. Um, that it, that field is still over there. That's where the uh, the girl sang the national anthem. Um, so like, you know, all that stuff is still there. So like, if you want to go to Dyersville, Iowa, um, not during that game, cause it's apparently going to be outrageously expensive to get there. Um, you could still visit the, the original movie set and the original house and all that stuff. So that's pretty cool. I, I, uh, I was you, a oh. tiny bit disappointed. I thought, and, and I, I, I'm embarrassed to say that I was disappointed because it after going back and rewatching, it was a great game. It was a great setup and everything like that. But I was really kind of hoping that it would be that kind of small, intimate setting where, you know, the players were in a, like a, you know, uh, chain link fence, uh, you know, uh, dugout, and they had, you know, the. No, that's that's when they do the Sandlot game. Well, I mean, and, they, and that they... would be sweet too, by the way, or the the backyard baseball on the computer. Um, or the one that they, the baseball field they created on, uh, Hey Arnold. But anyways, um, I was, I, I, I was like hoping for that. And then I was kind of disappointed, but then I went back and rewatched it. Cause I did fall asleep. Still had a little bit of, you know, the COVID going on. So I, I did, uh, fall asleep and then I rewatched it the next morning and it was one hell of a game. Like it was, it was, they did, you're right. They did do it perfect. And we don't get to say that often. I mean the dugouts. The dugouts were just like wooden lean-tos. Yeah, I mean, I mean it was it, like it, was, it still had that intimate feel. And there's only eight thousand people that are there to watch. I mean, it, it, it still sounded feel. loud as shit. Yeah, yeah it, did. It, it did. It did. It was. Uh, and I, I also have to bring this up because I saw it on Twitter, and it was one of my not favorite people on Twitter, Darren Ravel. I don't. Did you see what he said, Aaron? No. I didn't. He said uh, that the game should not have been awarded to the Reds and Cubs, that it should be uh, a permanent White Sox game, and then they should just rotate whatever opponent to play the White okay, Sox fine. because that that movie had nothing to do with anybody else other than the White Sox. The fine. That's fine. You wanna, if you want to do that, I'll make you a trade. Give us our first game back. There yeah. it is. That's yep. exactly what I was going to say. Exactly Darren. what I was going to say. Darren. 
So you you can you can have it be just that. That's fine. But then opening day should be, oh, I don't know, the first team that was ever playing baseball. Right. Give us that back. And by the way, the the team that has the biggest party for opening day in all of baseball and do nothing but Reds coverage that day were the only game that plays that day and Absolutely. do all of your coverage from the rooftops because that's the only place that you fit in when you come into our city while we're partying our asses off for opening day. Darren. That's what I have to say about that. Ed, you should look at the timestamp for that because that was a great that, clip. If you don't clip that <laughs> and put that on Twitter, I'm going to be mad. That was a good one. So anyway, yeah, I okay. saw it. I got really upset while I was looking oh, at my wait. phone. I'm like, who are you, Darren, to be saying that the Reds don't deserve to be in this game? I'm Cubs. with you. 100% with yeah. you on that. So, it's going to be a great game for Major League Baseball. Rotate all the teams through it. Who cares? And, and go see with some awesome old school uniforms out of everybody. Well, oh, because yeah. we got spoiled last year as opposed to everybody else with all these 150 years because we were the first team. But we had a hundred two years ago. I'm two sorry. Two years ago. Correct. Uh, but we got spoiled by seeing all the. I mean, I still like. I still can't get the 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 picture out of my head of Michael Lorenzen and Dietrich like working out their biceps in the dugout, in the cutout jerseys <laughs> in the in the cutoffs for sure. Or Dietrich putting the uh, the the Fu Manchu with the the blue jerseys. Oh, just I love I I. A lot of people don't like them, but I like the dark blue jerseys. With I like I like them. They're, they're pretty, awesome. and they maybe that's just because like we don't ever see them ever, and so like so I saw different. I saw a lot of people saying like we should do the old like uh, the old the old C that had like the points, um, just yeah. some with the white the white the white jerseys with the red pinstripes and all that. But then I also saw somebody saying that we should do, and Joey Votto had been in the picture uh, for this 150-year jersey, the one with the collar and the buttons and the pocket. And I think, I think those are the ones you should well, go with. I, I, I do like those. I like the old, but I think those are like the 1800s ones. And if they're staying true to like to Field of Dreams, I mean, what is that? I mean, it's like 1919, so you have to go with. I think that's why they some the, the Reds hat that has like the pinstripes, but it also has like yeah. the red bead line around the uh, around the bill. But I do I do like the ones that have the collar and the pocket and like the three buttons at the top. Mm -hmm. like the, yep. I, I honestly I'm gonna be happy with whatever happens. Like it's gonna be cool. I know that our friend uh, Clay Snowden has been throwing around the idea of putting together some sort of uh, uh, watch party. Uh, just, just don't overthink it, though. Like, no. you you did it so well this year. Don't try and outdo yourself. Like, just no. rinse, wash, repeat. Exactly. And copy and paste. It. Bring them in out of the corn. Let like, everybody come in out of the corn. If Costner doesn't want to do it again because he feels like it's gimmicky after the first time, that's fine. I'm okay with that. But like, I don't know, man. I feel like there's there's probably some different homages you can pay to that movie that maybe have been time. like a little like maybe you have Ray Liotta come out and maybe. wonder why he maybe. wonder why he's the only one in a White Sox uniform hey, can I, maybe, can, maybe. 
maybe maybe you have some uh some some sons and dads out and they and they can have a catch tossing balls you know i i hate that phrase so much have a catch have a catch isn't that what they said on um or yeah that's what he said on sandlot right when he was asking his stepdad that's what they said in field of dreams in in 1989 okay so i have to tell you guys something you've never seen field of dreams never seen field of dreams I, I knew that was coming. Can I catch that on Paramount Plus? <laughs> Which comes with you free after your first year with your 75% off. Do I really have to wait till the end of my I, I don't know. You you'll have to ask you'll have to ask Chad about I'd Paramount ask him, Plus. But you already thing. broke StreamYard. Hey, so. All all I all I know is you can't put up Aaron's shameless plug anymore if this uh <laughs> if this goes down. <laughs> No, I haven't. I haven't It'll watched just that. Have to say PTP shameless plug. <laughs> like I think I've I, I've seen bits and pieces of it because I know my dad's seen it. I know I've walked into the room while my dad's been watching it. But I, I mean, growing up, I was more of I was a huge basketball fan. I wasn't much of a baseball fan, so I didn't get to watch that. So I got to put that on my list of things to watch. Yeah. So you were watching things like Love and Basketball. Yeah, no, I saw that for sure. <laughs> he got game. <laughs> White men can't jump. White men can't Space jump. Jam. I've seen that. I think I had that on uh, cassette tape or, Ooh. you know, cassette. Yeah. VHS. Uh, you guys, uh, here's the thing, though. I didn't have a, I didn't have a uh, Coach, v- Coach Carter. Yeah. I didn't have a VHS player in my room, like at my house. Uh, my mom and dad gave me, well, first of all, I didn't have a cassette player either. that had a beta machine for uh, watching videos. And the only videos that I had were Rocky movies. That's the only that's the only beta tapes I had, and then I had um, an A track player for stereo, <laughs> and the only diaries, <laughs> and the only thing I had was Queen on A track, um, and I think Guns and Roses. Um, How old are you, Ed? Shit, almost forty. <laughs> I, I I I mean I could tell you how old I am. I have to do math first. So hold on a second. Oh no, that's okay. You're thirty on. 37 or 38. Anyway, um, I don't want to do the podcast injustice by just listening to Ed do math. God. Carry the Next one. thing you know, Ed's going to have his shoe off counting his toes. My shoes are already <laughs> off. My shoes are already off. I, can, I don't have to worry about that. Uh, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want the, the Ryan Cassiano's feet game <laughs> no, no, <laughs> coming to the, the podcast. God, get oh, out of here. Oh, I'm 37. Okay. Me too. Thanks, Ed. Welcome. A couple of old guys and Jeff. All right. <laughs> Chad said, uh, I'm 43. My family is fucking rich compared to Ed's existence. Oh, <laughs> It's all good. It's I don't even good, know what to make of any of that. <laughs> I My mean, at least he had good music, though. Queen and Guns N' Roses. It could have been worse. It could have been worse, and it was good. And it was it was only Rocky three and Rocky five, I think. Um, so, I grew up on like Wink ninety four point one Adult Contemporary with like the sweet sounds of Lionel Richie and Michael Bolton and No, I, I had no man. I had EBN wow. and B one hundred five. My first concert was uh, Reba. I don't know what to say about that. Anyway, uh, the Bengals played a game this oh, week. They did, yeah. They, they played a game. Um, 
I'm going to be brutally honest. I have nothing to contribute to that conversation because I, I did not watch the game. I, I watched watch it either because I was at the Counting Crows concert. No, okay, so here's where I get to shine, but I'm not going to shine because I'm so I, happy you watched it. No, I did. I watched it, but I was like, as I was watching it live, I'm like, I'm not going to take notes or anything because I'll, I'll record it and I'll watch it again. I never got a chance to go back and watch it again. Um, you were never going to either. No, I really was. I, I even had a time when I was going to do it. I was going to do it during my lunch break on Monday. Um, what happened? On Monday? Mm-hmm. On my lunch break? That's a good question. I don't. I don't remember. I don't think I got one. I think I had back-to-back meetings. Anyways, we're not talking about work here. Um, it was sounds like a. I mean, violation. Huh? It sounds like a violation against your rights. No, we we keep the to not have a lunch. We we don't keep the temperature at seventy-seven, so we're we're good still. To not have a lunch sounds like a violation of your rights. I'm salary. You probably so. report them to the the state. I'm salary. You're still so. granted. You're still granted a, an hour lunch break every six hours. Okay. Or I'm sorry, a half hour. Half hour. Okay. Anyways, um, I mean, it was a good game. Uh, the, I mean, obviously, we had you know second string, third string guys in there, um, but it was nice to see to hear uh, Chase has space. Um, at points in the game, because there were some there were some screen passes where he was just wide open. Unfortunately, blocking wasn't there. Again, second team, third team. Um, but I mean, it was it was good to see. I, I don't think no, he didn't. Um, Joe Burrow didn't come in. Um, but no, I mean, he didn't play. No, he didn't play. But it was a good game, and it was nice to. I mean, I was surprised that Tom Brady was playing in the first the first drive, and we stopped so, him. And we I- stopped Tom Brady in the first drive, which was. I loved. And I did want to bring up the fact that we saw Osai, Joseph Osai, on on the sack of Tom Brady, which, bear in mind, I don't care what anybody says, those starters are out there for that first drive, and granted it's a preseason game, they're not trying to be embarrassed by a rookie. No, they're not trying to let they're not trying to let Tom Brady end up on his back and get hit ever. So that's a big deal play. Unfortunately, Joseph Osai would is is it official? Did he break his wrist? Has it been announced uh, yet? I don't. I don't think. I know he was going in for MRIs. I think they said everything. There was nothing broken or whatever. But they said he was going to be uh, that he would be split? available week like week one. So I don't think it's a. I well, they were saying they were saying play. even if he had to have surgery, he was still going to be available week one. It said uh, it's a positive so positive like injury update. Sorry, it says positive injury update and that he could still be available for week one. We we I would like to point out that uh, we all concluded I believe we had the it was the Bengal Superfan show that uh, he was one of the the names that uh, we all agreed on as like the kind of the steal of the draft. What we, what we thought would could potentially end up being the steal of the draft just because of his motor and the way that he plays. And it seems like from that first game, even though I've seen I've seen highlights and things from it, but not mm-hmm. like I didn't watch it. Um, seems like we we might we might be able to put that in the PTP yeah. was right box. Yeah, there's not a whole lot in there, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was, the- I mean to your point, he was he was he was ranked as a top forty player, and the Bengals get him there in the third round. So kudos. I, I feel like the third round is where we've had. I mean, even going back to Marvin days, we've had a lot of steals in the third round, um, third, third and fourth round even. 
because um, I, I think like Pekka was a fourth round guy. Uh, Gino Atkins, I believe, was a third round guy because of his size. Um, I think Carlos Dunlap was a third round guy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there's there's just been some dudes that we've swooped in the third round there. So it's been uh, – it, it's good to see them continuing to, to grab another third round. We, Jesse Bates may have even been a third round guy. I think so, yes. Um, so just uh, a lot of a lot of third round love there from these Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you know they they're they're very good at, at killing the uh, the middle of the draft. The early rounds eh, kind of depends. A lot of them get injured early on, whether they're career ending or not. Um, but yeah, it's good to see this one uh, another one pan out. I, th- I think they I think they uh, announced that. Uh, Burrow also would not be playing in the second preseason game. Correct? I, Am I right uh, on he that? He shouldn't Ed? play in any preseason games. He shouldn't. I, I agree. He shouldn't play in any. Uh, see, okay, maybe, I, maybe I, I, I want him to get a drive or two because do you really want the first time he takes real contact right. from some other right. player being in that first game against the Vikings? Like he did it. He did it last year. I know, but he wasn't coming off of yeah, uh, off an injury like this. No, he was coming from college yeah but, well, but he wasn't coming different. off of an injury that he just had to rehab for the last year to get back to where he's at like this is yeah it's different anytime anytime that one of these players gets one uh, a knee injury or something like, they all say that they don't feel fully comfortable until, so they first get the, until they get that first contact now do i want him to get like unloaded on no. by some rookie that's out? no uh but, it probably won't be a rookie though if you're lining up ones on ones. Yeah, like you know, do I want him out there against somebody that's like trying to make a name for himself to you know make a practice squad somewhere? Probably not. But I still I I you could you could I put think him in he for needs to have maybe a drive or two. Yeah, against at some the Dolphins. Point. Like, I mean, the Dolphins are soft. We've know. you know we've talked to Ryan Cassianos well, about that, but. <laughs> yeah. oh, solid tag, Ed. That was a good jab. I mean, they, um, they are soft, but I, 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 you, I think I, I agree with Jeff. I think you do have to put him in at least for one play. Let him get that first hit. That's not in a regular season game. I mean, even if it's even if it's just he's out there, you know, and he gets he gets a pressure, gets a pass off or whatever, and and gets you know kind of bumped and just kind of give him that, yeah, you because. Know, I know that he's, I guess, taken a couple, uh, a couple hits yeah. that aren't real in practice, uh, but no, nothing's gonna prepare him for the real thing except the real thing. So, because they're, they're not, they're they're not gonna be lining him up out there, letting people hit him in uh, at uh, at camp. So, Aaron sacked a well, professional quarterback before. I did, uh, but not Joe Burrow. No. Um, but he did have a 40-yard pass in camp today. Um, I saw T. Higgins was doing some toe drags today in camp. Um, it sounds like the defense has been just outperforming the offense all camp, but it sounds like things are starting to balance out finally as we're deeper into camp. As Joe, basically, he not only got more comfortable – Roughly about a week ago, but he also got snarky with the media, the the yes. national media. Yeah, you said that last week. I yeah. love it. 
and he was just kind of like, yeah, but did did you see this too? Like, what, like I we, mean, we corrected that. Make sure you say yeah, make that sure you too. put that in your report right. too. Yeah. I so, I I think that he's he's starting to feel the Cincinnati vibe that we all feel that we're disrespected, that we are looked down upon, that we are just they they talk about us with a level of condescension. We don't and, have a dome. We oh, don't have an I indoor don't. practice facility. Well, that was, that's supposed to go where the concrete building is, the concrete company is, but apparently that's a flood zone. Yeah. <laughs> so, who knows? I feel like you can probably move, I don't know, your outdoor practice facility there, move your indoor bubble to where your outdoor practice facility is, so that way if it is in a floodplain, probably okay. Not to mention the fact that when you're practicing out there, it's in the middle of the summer, and we traditionally don't have flooding going on in the middle of the summer. We could tear down Heritage Bank Arena and build it there. <laughs> it's the Heritage Bank Center. Whatever. Where where would where would the Cyclones play? Ed? Yeah, oh, Ed. That's solid. That's a good point, actually. Uh, maybe uh, Iceland's over there in Roselawn or whatever. It is. That's the championship team you're talking about, Ed, and you're trying to move them into like a high school ice rink. No, you're right. I apologize, Cyclones. Well, be better. No Ed. longer friend of the show, the Cyclones. No, I Thank think the, you, the I think the the Cyclones are still a friend of the show. I think they are. I don't think they're even a, uh, a friend of the show. No, no, I, not even an acquaintance. Do we even follow them? I don't know. You're in charge of the Twitter account. I Ed. gave Pretty you much. access to the Twitter account. <laughs> yes, I did. That screenshot. We, all right, we have been dysfunctional since the jump. It's ten fifty. I feel like we've been doing this. I don't know how this. I don't know how we've almost been doing this for two hours. That's crazy. I don't know how stream um, stayed up. Be sure to check out at the Den UC. Thanks again for coming on the show, Brandon. Um, Chad, we we do appreciate the invite, and we'll have to get back to you when. Jeff and Ed talk to their significant others in regards to what the Available. shit we're going to do because there's some things going on where Chad can't make the Mio show and it could be up to potentially pardon the punctuation to save the day, which I have no idea how we've gotten to this point and dear sweet Jesus pray for us. If it is the three of us hosting that show, especially if we have to set up everything. I don't think and that I don't think that'll be a thing. I think that's all going to be provided. But. We need to uh, we need to also make sure that we let everybody know that this is episode ninety nine. Ninety nine. We talked about that earlier in the show, and again, uh, we may not be back next week because we want to put together something really special, and we got some ideas, and it's just a matter of getting them all together. So, um, if we do take a week off, we'll see you in roughly two. Um, it may not be Tuesday, depending on how quickly we can get some things done, but I think it's going to be really, really special. I think uh, the kids call it a banger. Is that right, Ed? That's what they call it. Yes, absolutely. It's still banger. I thought, yeah. I thought, I thought they said things slap now. Well, they say that Ooh, too. Think... They, they say a lot of things, uh, actually. They? Slap, okay. banger. Uh, it hits. They say, they say, she. I mean, it's, they say a lot of stuff. I have no idea how much time you spent on TikTok, but 
Well, I had. I blame COVID. I blame COVID for all of this. Ten days of quarantine in the basement. So. COVID. COVID. I blame COVID Ed, for all of this. Ed watched. Ed watched all of the TikTok. I made, <laughs> I made it to the end of TikTok. That is true. You guys can't make enough for me to keep up. Did Did you Did you learn any TikTok dances, Ed? I almost learned the uh, Applebee's on the late night. Uh, that one. Uh, the Walker Hayes song. The Walker Hayes song. I wanted to learn it. Uh, asked the wife to show me how to do it, and um, she knocked it out of the park. And I couldn't. I feel like you and your kids need to redo the John Brandon TikTok dance. Yeah. Uh, Chad, Chad the... said he loves. Chad said he loves you. Hey, thanks, Chad. Love you too, bud. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. That's 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 where we end it. Both of my families have come together. They're now professing love for each other. It's so strange. I don't know how to respond. I don't know what to do with my hands. So for Aaron, that's me. For Jeff, that's him. For Ed, that's the other one. We're all out of here. That's another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. This was 99. Hundreds coming at you soon. We love all of you, especially you, Chad. Bye-bye.